Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pascal, pull up, jumper, got it again! Cleanly through for Siakam, and the crowd on his feet, off the board, Welcome to Three in the Key on TSN 1200, bringing you in-depth basketball analysis and interviews on the NBA, NCAA, and U Sports. Now with Will Macklin, Fuad Ahan, and Dave Tripp, here's Elias L. Zane. Hello and welcome to another edition of 3 in the Key. Elias L. Zane alongside my main man, Fuad Ahad. What's going on, man? Man, another week, uh, another week. No, no some more summer league. The Kings won that. We mentioned that last week. But yeah. now, the thing that happens, Fuad, towards this time of the year, and now we're going back, obviously, to a normal um, NBA schedule, right? Yep. The last two years, obviously... We had the pandemic and COVID, the NBA bubble, delayed the next start of the season because uh, the the bubble season finished what like some sort and like end of September, beginning of October, something like that. Yeah. So short off season, start back on in December, go you know into July, and now kind of a normal off season. Obviously, the draft and the summer league were pushed back a bit, but training camp will begin um i think it's september 28th so kind of like a normal day and then boom october yep. flood we're back, back into, into it to a regular nba season from october till june and at, at this time in august is usually when the nba releases its schedule yep. which has happened yep so the nba schedule is out um, obviously, they always hit us with the Christmas Day schedule because they know it's my birthday. So they have to be solid. And I'm like, just just give it to everyone else as well at the same time. I'm not a hater. Yeah. You know, my birthday, Christmas, yeah. whatever you celebrate. The biggest about, games you know, on there, yeah. Yeah, it's about joy. It's about, you know, spending that love and whatnot, right? That's what, yep, that's what that's, it is. That's right, exactly. So I'm like, yo, let my, my fellow NBA fans um, enjoy this Christmas Day schedule 
as well. Then they released the whole schedule. So just some quick games to mention. Obviously, always opening night is a big one. Uh, you always have the defending champs play, and they get the Brooklyn Nets, the Bucks Oof. in Milwaukee. We all know that game seven, uh, what happened uh, in Brooklyn. Milwaukee goes on to win the championship, though, uh, beating uh, the Atlanta Hawks in the East Finals. So they get the Nets um, on the night they receive their rings in uh, Milwaukee. And then second game of opening night in the doubleheader, we have the Warriors and Lakers, of course. Uh, Steph Curry and LeBron James. Yeah, they're really trying to keep that keep that rivalry <laughs> rivalry going. Yeah, right? Steph and LeBron. Um, yeah, they played. Uh, yeah, I mean LeBron and and Curry have had some battles over the man over the what last six years, what yeah. seven years, something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, they played in that play in game. So there's that. That was that was a right, thriller. That's true. Even yeah, though that's I don't true. really like. We've had a lot of discussion about the play-in tournament and all that, but as NBA fans, that you know, when you have a playoff series or right, a one game determines your outcome type of thing, a one game and you move on, a la NCAA March Madness, everyone's gonna be tuned in, and we got, um, I guess, what we signed up for, right? And Absolutely, so, yeah. That's opening night. You move on to the next night. That's that's October nineteenth. Okay, so everyone, mark your schedules. Go into your phone, whatever, or if you actually have a calendar. Go circle October 19th, because I know I already have. Um, October 20th, the next day, you got Boston and New York. Now the Knicks are relevant again from MSG. So they'll be playing on national TV a lot this upcoming season. Uh, And your boy Tibbs. That's right. Good Good offseason for the Knicks, man. That's Uh, my suggestion. Minus Evan Fournier. Oh, I don't like Evan Fournier. I I like Evan Fournier on on a Tom Thibodeau team with what they needed, man. They needed that that offense because you saw in the playoffs how Julius kind of lost it, lost what he had. His his, like all NBA season that he had, and then not so great in the playoffs. RJ Barrett still young coming up, so they needed offense, and Evan Fournier brings that offense. Yeah, he 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 can definitely score. I just I don't know. He doesn't he doesn't play. He's not a big. He's he's not he's not a big name addition that you kind of no. But he doesn't play defense. Yeah, I know. And that, Thibodeau no, is all about defense. For sure, for sure. But that's the thing. You, that's why Tom Thibodeau is perfect for a guy like Evan Fournier. He's going to force him to play defense. You better play sure. defense, especially sure. in the system that he has. You know, you, 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 you ice those. You know, all those possessions there. So, I think it's it's a good addition for what they could have gotten. They got Kemba Walker too. So Kemba Walker yeah. hopefully gets rejuvenated he, there. You know, he, so. he left a ton of money on yeah. the on the table and that's the thing last year i know we were talking about schedule but quickly on the Knicks last season their trouble kind of was like okay at one point they were like starting out for Payton, and then who else did they have a point guard they had d rose who started and then came off the bench as well yeah. they re-upped on him so he'll probably back up kemba or they'll you know you know depending on how charming camp goes what tips wants to do mm-hmm. but I, I feel like kemba walker will be the starter come open oh, night, for sure. and d rose yeah. will be like a six-man candidate throughout the season yeah. Yeah. Um, but who else did they have last year? I know there was Payne. I know it was um, Rose. they had a couple of other guys they were throwing in um, at the one, like yeah. as their point guard. I can't That's, even remember right now. That's yeah. how many I feel like guys it was. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, they had they um, had a couple guys there too. And I know quickly is a, is a kind of a combo guard, but he, yeah. he did some handling of the ball as well. Um, but so they get Kemba. He left a ton of money on the table, obviously, to uh, that buyout. He didn't want to stay in OKC. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. He's bought out, and he is a New York Knicks. So they play on that Wednesday night, that doubleheader. Then goes into Nuggets-Suns, which should be a good one. Yep. 
That's where the Raptors, yeah. Raptors back in Toronto for the first time in, I think, 600 also, days or something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. They play the Wizards at Scotiabank Arena, so they should be back in Toronto. That's going to be good to see. It's going to be, depending by October, if they're allowed to have a sellout, if there's still some restrictions, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Then you go into the Thursday night, you have Mavs Hawks, so you have Young and... And Dantich, that's right. Uh, always Those connected. Two always going to be connected. Yeah. yeah, we talked a lot about that. That's in Atlanta. That moves then into uh, the Clippers and Warriors. Yeah, the Milwaukee that Miami. One. That's a, that's going to be a good game too because Miami stacked up this off season, man. So that Milwaukee Miami game is going to be fun for sure. Kyle that's Larry, true. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Like that's a it's a big squad in Miami yeah. right now. Shocked that they didn't put that one. Like, why would you have that kind of game? Yeah, broadcast it nationally. Yeah. Um, but then you go into the Friday, you have the Nets and 76ers. We'll see if Ben Simmons is still on the team by then, <laughs> if he can still shoot or not. I mean, yeah, hey, there's still some time before the before the yeah. training camp and stuff like that starts. Same with, with, with Dame yeah. in Portland. And then you have the Suns and Lakers, a matchup of last year's first round. You know, that's kind of like Tuesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday, the opening week. And when it you comes know, you to have your uh, weekend and stuff like that. But when yeah. it comes to, because uh, a lot of things coming into the season, one really, you know, thing that one thing that people are going to look forward to seeing is what improvements Ben Simmons has made. Like you mentioned, like we're going to get to see what he does. And that first night that we get to see that is Wednesday, October 20th against the New Orleans Pelicans. So that's one thing you need to circle there is to see what's what's Ben Simmons going to come and show because clearly this offseason he's trying to he's trying to come in and shut people up. So yeah yeah, I, yeah no. no. Is it going to be nothing or is he actually going to come out? Come on, Fuan. You're just a nice guy. Hey, but yeah, no, I'm just trying to give him some credit, you know, cuz this is this is like we've talked about all summer long. This is the offseason where you're yeah. getting all of the hate deservedly because of what happened in uh, against the Atlanta Hawks in the conference semifinals. Um, you should have been in the conference finals and should have been competing for a championship, but all the blame goes on Ben Simmons there, of course, of his performance. Hey, and listen, his... I, I don't like to blame guys either. Like you've what I know what you're saying here, yeah. but I mean, coaches like Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. players like MB and, I didn't watch everyone's post game after they lost to Atlanta, <laughs> but a lot of guys were kind of saying like, "Yo, yeah. indirectly ben, pointing yeah. that finger." Like, yeah, this guy, I think this and that was the turning point. Doc Rivers was straight up saying, "Ben, this and that," and shooting. It's all nice and dandy. We know all oh, they like to post those videos of them working out in the off season, yeah. taking those threes and hitting jump shots. But yeah, you're playing in the Y. Against, you know what I mean? John Smith, who's a lawyer by day, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Or whatever, works any kind of job um, wherever he's from. He's not an NBA talent, right? So obviously taking a jumper over him is going to be easy. But yeah. you have to, and we'll, we'll get into that a little later. Of uh, course, yeah, yeah. We have something that we want to discuss um, with our, 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 our listeners. But I just want to mention the Christmas Day games, of course. Because I, um, I mentioned that earlier, it's the best day of the year for basketball. We get basketball all day. Uh, so you have the Hawks and Knicks to kick us off at noon, then the Celtics and Bucks. Uh, that's always seems like for the last couple of years been a matchup on Christmas Day. Um, the Warriors and Suns, you get the Nets and Lakers. I think everyone's going to have their bag of Absolutely. popcorn ready for that one. Yep. And then the Mavs and Jazz. I don't know why the Jazz are playing. Yeah, I thought it should have been the Clippers. But I mean, I guess um, Kawhi is injured, but also yeah. the, get the Jazz there out of there. I don't know, maybe put the Nuggets against the Suns 
at the 10.30 slot and put the Mavs and Warriors at 5. Like, you want yeah. Dantich to play not that late at night, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still going to uh, watch it. We're going to watch it. But, I mean, like, why have uh, yeah. Dantich, who's, you know, one of up-and-coming superstars in the league, you want to put him on a time where everybody's um, watching. Exactly. Right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. You want to market, you want to market your, um, your superstars. I don't know. I just that would have been my only change. But other than that, man, the Nets and Lakers from Staples. Whew, That's the one. That's the one right there for sure. Oh, and holy. yeah, we, and we'll have a good idea of what's going on coming into that game, right? We're gonna have uh, you know, much of October, a week or two in October, uh, all of November, all of December, going into the Christmas game. So the narrative going into that game will be insane of course uh depending on what happens with each team how they're looking at the beginning of the season all that stuff we're going to talk about that but well there's so like the storyline there are infinite it's already it's already crazy right and then to have two months of basketball going into it yeah Yeah, lebron kd Kyrie, lebron former teammates kd westbrook former teammates and you just have Harden there and anthony davis who are also superstars in this game that's right uh and you have carmelo anthony yeah Who's respected by Blake Griffin? All of uh, all the players. <laughs> That's right. Like, oh my God! Yeah, he resigned with the Nets. <laughs> yeah, he goes back home to uh, where he spent the uh, majority of his career with the right. Clippers. Staples, so, yeah. At Staples, uh, man. Let us know what you're looking forward to uh, come this NBA season. Which day? I know I just mentioned opening week and Christmas Day, but there's also some obviously matchups that we didn't talk about. Um, we mentioned the Raptors home opener, of course, being back home in Toronto. There's also the Lowry coming back to Toronto. I think that's February 3rd. Those tickets are probably going to be like $10,000 a seat, but, yeah. even in the 300s. Yeah. Um, because Toronto is like that. But let us know what game you're looking forward to, what you want to watch, even if it's the ones that we mentioned uh, and why. So you can also reach out to us on Twitter at the three in the key, like us on Facebook, three in the key, and follow on Instagram, the three in the key, subscribe on iTunes. Google Play, Spotify, and check out the website, the number three in the key.ca. All right, Fuad, we wanna, it's the summer. I mean, the schedule came out, we talked about that, but now there isn't really no movement. There hasn't been any big trades recently or anything like that. Uh, so we wanted to do uh, something now on this episode, and we wanna take a different twist on what ifs. Usually, people, when they talk about what ifs, they talk about what ifs from the past. That's right. right. Like, what if Kobe and Shaq stayed together? Hmm. What if Jordan didn't retire hmm. and, uh, at the end of 93? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do we get an Olajuwon and, and Jordan NBA final? How does that turn out? What if this? What if that? What if this trade never happened? What if, you know, the Pistons actually drafted Melo, right? Mm-hmm. Always yeah. what ifs in the past. So when we were talking this week, Fouad obviously came up with this idea, one for one, and I was like, I'm with it. It's a different twist to what if. So... As I mentioned, people usually look at the past and say, what if? But we want to take a different outlook and look at this season and kind of predict some what if situations, right? Yep. So what if this happens this season? What's going to be the outcome, right? And so we got a couple. Do you want to start? I mean, you mentioned there when we were talking about schedule, we can quickly talk about Ben Simmons. That's right. What if... What if he comes what in yeah. and he still doesn't shoot? He's or the he's exact same. Yeah. <laughs> same ben what Simmons happens? Yeah, what happens yeah. there? Yeah, so it does. What, what if that happens? Which is 
honestly the what if that I can bet the most money on yeah, if I, I was think, a betting man. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the most likely is that we're going to get the exact same <laughs> Ben Simmons because we have we have the, you know, the history already there. We have, you know, the data available to us that year after year for however many years he's been in the league now, five years, I mm-hmm. think. Something he's like that, even more probably. There hasn't oh, is been he still much... a rookie, actually? He's he's always going to be considered a rookie, obviously. Okay. Okay. Like, there's no question about that. So, you know, maybe you get some points there. But, you know, you expect some sort of improvement year after year. And who he was in his rookie season is exactly who he was in his fifth year in the NBA. So, what you know, what's what's going on there? Wait, and we, we need to see some sort of improvement. And if we don't, what happens there? What if Ben Simmons doesn't even show up? What if Ben Simmons says oh. I'm not gonna play in Philly anymore? Because okay. we've had you know an entire off season of rumors that Philly is actively trying to trade Ben Simmons. So what if he says, All right, I don't want to be here anymore? You guys are trying to get rid of me, get rid of me. I'm out. What if that happens? So what if Philly has to go out and look for a trade partner and lower their expectations because from everything we've heard they've asked for a little too much for a guy like ben simmons so what if that happens what do you what do you expect teams to offer for a guy like ben simmons and what do you expect philly to accept for ben simmons at this point yeah i mean you mentioned it the price is so high like astronomical uh, yeah like i can't even think of a word the right word to put at how high it is now sure he's a talent sure he's was a defensive player of the year candidate you know a finalist for that all defensive team he's an all nba type guy i mean in terms of like passing he can guard he can rebound he'll get you like 12 points even though he should you know if he could shoot honestly that's the point will bump up to 20 like yeah, for real for like sure. if he could shoot and hit a couple of jumpers like three four jumpers let's just say he can hit three four jumpers a game yeah that's six to eight points okay yeah. maybe one three so maybe like we can range it like six to ten off mm-hmm. shots okay then you get your you know three or four buckets you know around in and around the rim okay that's another six eight points you're up to like you know 16 18 a couple of two, three free throws. You're up, you know, you're averaging like 20, 21 points a game. Yeah. We know you can rebound and, and pass at a high level, which is always hovering around maybe seven, eight, nine, you know, a, a game. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And you get your two, three steals or whatever, put the clamps on the other players. You're being 6'10. Sure, I get there's all that, but he hasn't shown that he can shoot, which is kind of a, I don't know, a big thing in basketball. <laughs> like, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. like you gotta either if you really want to get rid of him, you gotta lower your price and just accept it, or you gotta accept him and try to put him in situations where he can thrive. Exactly. But then we know when it comes to playoff time or in big games in the regular season down the stretch, you're just gonna foul him. You're just gonna foul him and put him at the free throw line, and he's gonna be just like a million thoughts going through his head. Twenty thousand people in the arena. If he's on the road, they're gonna be screaming at him. Yeah. And if he's at home, they're gonna be holding their breath, like, "Oh my God, is it gonna get to the rim? Like, are we right. gonna do exactly. this?" Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. That's even worse, yeah. right? Like to to, to yeah. be in that home arena and to have that stress and that pressure of just like. You can tell everyone is anxious, like, oh, he's going to miss, he's going to miss. And then in your mind, you're like, man, this is this is too much. I'd rather have yeah. the noise, right? Or you are you putting him on your bench? That, like, that, well, exactly. the that's, the, that's the thing. And I think on one hand, yes, for sure, the, the Sixers as an organization, Doc Rivers as a coach and the staff have to put him in position to, to succeed. They have to accept that, maybe, okay, maybe he's not, these aren't 
skills and talents that he has, but these are the things that he can do. And that's literally an all-around player outside of shooting the basketball. He can do everything outside of shooting the basketball. And that's what that's what's made Ben Simmons Ben Simmons. That's what you know, what everyone was excited about for as he was coming into the NBA and then as he finally got to play his first season in the NBA, that's what everyone was excited about. With the addition, the cherry on top was, oh, what if he ends up being able to shoot the basketball? He's going to be unstoppable, right? That was a cherry mm-hmm. on top. Without the cherry, he's still an all-around player. So when it comes to Ben Simmons, it's you still got to put him in the position where he's going to succeed. And then for Ben Simmons, look at a guy like Giannis. Giannis couldn't shoot the ball. Giannis barely hit free throws, but he came out when it mattered the most and he was hitting those free throws. Like he, he yeah. did it when he had to do it. For Ben Simmons, you can have those but moments. The difference between Giannis is in games. He doesn't care. He's going to shoot. Even he's if gonna he shoot, breaks yeah. the next time down, he's still going to shoot again. Still gonna shoot. And then exactly. he's like, okay, let me get to the rim and dunk on someone. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or be and... a bully down low and get to the free throw line and split them. Yeah. He shot air balls from beyond the arc. He shot air ball from the free throw line. But he's made huge like impact defensively we've seen it yeah. leading the fast break getting to the rim and still shooting it turnarounds yeah. whatever jump shots three pointers he's not scared to do it exactly that's and that's the difference that's, that's the exactly first step is not being scared yeah. like ben who cares if you know you shoot and you get it but then after you shoot and you miss you're like okay now let me get to the rim and now they kind of actually, they see me shooting, even if I'm missing, okay, what about if one falls and two falls? Okay, now exactly. they actually have to defend and, and try to play me different. And now I can maybe blow by them and get to the rim and find someone while uh, the help comes, I can find the cutter. Or if no help comes, I can get right to the rim and get an easy layup or dunk or whatever the case may be. So you just have to get over that fear part. Yeah, I think it is exactly for um, Ben Simmons. But we'll see. That's one, one what if for yeah. uh this season um hit us with our our next one Fuad. what's our next one are we going to talk about what if the los angeles lakers who have added russell westbrook added carmelo anthony they've got you know uh, i'd say the 2010 all-star starting lineup right now with lebron james <laughs> anthony davis russell westbrook Carlo Anthony, Dwight Howard. Wait, was it, what's his name? Wasn't even in the league yet, Anthony Davis. And and he only came in like 2012. 2012. Or 13, That's right, 2012. <laughs> yeah, but still, he would have been an all star <laughs> from Kentucky or wherever mean. he was at the time, maybe but, Chicago. Yeah, I mean, uh, a, but a huge, a huge. They've made some the Lakers. big additions. They've got a star-studded roster. Um, they've had a lot of people saying old guys, but still, these are vets who have been stars and are still stars in the league. What if they come into the season and? They go into that Christmas game that we're talking about against the Nets, and they're outside of the playoff race in the Western Conference. They have a very poor Ooh. record. They're, they, you know, and they, that's a lot things, of basketball to be nothing, outside the playoffs. That's right. Come Christmas. That's time. right. So, what if, let's say, into Christmas time? What if, let's say, by mid November, they're they've only won like five games, six games, and they've lost like ten? What if? What happens there? Are they looking at Frank Vogel as a scapegoat? Are they looking at Russell Westbrook as a scapegoat? What happens? What if? I mean, if you look back at uh, the first year, the Miami Big Three got together, right? Yeah. Didn't they start like nine and they eight started, or nine and nine, yeah. nine and ten, something like that, right? And they yeah. stole to the finals. They lose to Dallas. Yeah. But they won to the finals and they turned around. Now you got a guy like Russell Westbrook, who I think needs the ball to be at his best. You can't yeah. just put him in a corner and expect him to hit and shoot threes. Sure, some games he can make them, but maybe one out of five games. I love Westbrook. I like the energy he brings, of course. 
night in and night out. Um, but I always said, I don't think he can be the best player on the championship team. Right. Okay. He can bring a team to the playoffs. We've seen him get, you know, all the triple doubles and win that MVP when KD left um, OKC, put that team on his back and all that. But Westbrook, to me, if he's the best player on your team, you need shooters because he's going to attack the paint. It's going to swing around. Guys are going to hit shots. He can get to the rim, the free throw line. Although his shooting percentages have gone down over the last couple of years, they haven't been the best, you know. But um, they trade this guy. There's obviously they're, they're not going to move Westbrook again. I don't know if anyone wants that contract. Yeah. Um, and I think Washington was happy to get rid and, uh, of him right. and get all these little, uh, you know, pieces, these good, I guess, solid role players around guys like now Bradley Beal and I guess Spencer Dinwiddie to try to make a push in Washington to at least make the playoffs again. I obviously they're nowhere near being contenders or anything like that, which sucks for Bradley Beal. <laughs> He's the guy I would have loved that the Lakers would for. Oh yeah. Washington. Imagine <laughs> that wouldn't have been enough. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis is going to be Anthony Davis. Let's just hope he's healthy. LeBron is LeBron. Let's see. He made the comments that, hey, I'm never going to be 100% again. But then he tweets things like, yo, he, never, right. he didn't yeah. get a vote by these NBA executives yeah. and whatnot. Exactly. To start a franchise with, he's going into year 19. And, you know, he's like, this fuels me. Melo's coming in. I guess he knows his role. He wants to play with LeBron now. They've probably talked about it. Yeah. He's there. Um, now and LeBron's now played with everyone in that draft, like those top guys in that draft class. He's played with all of them, yeah. Chris Bosch, Namelo, Milicic, not there, but uh, oh well. Yeah, Darko, <laughs> unfortunately, is that guy that he didn't play with. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, this is this is how you answer this question, right? Like you said, with Russell Westbrook, what team is going to want him? If they get into that yeah. negative kind of place where they've lost more games than than they've won, they are outside of the playoff race, and they're, you look at that team and they're trying to figure out how to fix things. No one's going to want Russell Westbrook. So that's not something that's you're not going to be able to do that. No. Well, then you you say you said it. So Frank Vogel, even though he signed an extension. And even though he just won a championship. <laughs> yeah. A couple years and, ago. And, and, and the bubble. I mean, it just always falls on the coach. Exactly. Right? Like what kind of moves if you start the season, let's say nine and whatever, 10 or depending on how many games you have until mid-November. And you have a losing record. You're four or five games. Four or five games under 500 is a lot in the Western Conference. Oh, yeah, for we sure. We know that. We yeah. know that. Especially in a tough Western Conference. Especially now that it's a playing aspect, yeah. right? So even if you get to like a seven or an eight seed, nine, ten, you're not guaranteed a playoff spot. Yet. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to then battle to get into the postseason. So you're playing more games than everyone else. A guy, two guys in year 19, a guy in Anthony yeah. Davis who's like, I think played 82 games once or twice in his career. I maybe think. once, yeah, maybe yeah, once. I'm uh, not even sure if it's once. I'll have to check that. But uh, and then you have a guy like Westbrook, who will be there, who plays. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean. He will be available. Fifty percent. Yeah, his availability is always there. That's not the problem uh, with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. He's going to be there. He's going to play. <laughs> but him playing is that is that a mm-hmm. positive or a negative for you? On any given night, it could be either or. It could be him being very inefficient and losing the game for you, which he has done in the past. He has been the main culprit in you losing the game because of his inefficiencies, his his you know bad decisions in late game situations and even early game situations where you need a good decision is all you need, and he makes the bad decision. So what are you going to get from Russell Westbrook? Is it going to be the positive or the negative? So on any given night, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, Carmelo and, Anthony is old, so, but he he shouldn't have any of these anything falling on him. 
He's on, he's there to yeah, be he's there, like, there you know? yeah, to try to win a championship. He's exactly. just there to try to win a title. He knows his role. I'll shoot a couple threes, whatever. Maybe some games if you know they rest some guys and Melo's playing that game, then you can see Melo go off and we yeah. can have like what they call a vintage Melo night, even though I don't really, I think it's just a Melo night. Like he's just doing his thing still in his um, exactly uh, in his career. Uh, but going back to Anthony Davis twice, he's played 75 games and back to back years in 17 and and 2016-17 and then 2017-2018 with New Orleans. 75 games is the most he's played. 75. Um, See, he hasn't had an 82-game season. 82-game season. He's what, um, 20? What? How old is he, 28? He is 27, yeah, 28 this year, I guess, yeah, 27. And he has had two seasons of 75 games, not one 82-game season. So Last year, 36. The year before that, with the bubble, it was 72-game because you know how they cut off. Yeah. Uh, some games he played 62 in that the year before that in New Orleans his last year in New Orleans was 56 and then he had yeah. 75 75 and before that it was all games in like 61 68 67 64 exactly. things like that so, so the reliability um, isn't there that's that's a yeah, complete opposite missing situation 15 20 games yeah. a year let's exactly say. Um, but it's going to fall on Frank Vogel, unfortunately, even yep. though he signed a, yep. an extension it's going to be like hey you have all this talent you have to make it work even though I mean, other than those guys, like, let's not forget the Lakers lost. Uh, well, Dennis Schroeder, we know that was going to happen. It wasn't a big deal. <laughs> uh, we don't care about that. But uh, he goes to, to Dallas. The big one I think they're going to miss is Caruso, who gave them really solid yeah. Yeah. minutes as a backup. And defensively was so good, man. Defensively mm-hmm. was, so, was so good for the Lakers. They lose Montrez, KCP. And Kyle Kuzma, who I think kind of now wanted to be out of there. He won a championship. Mm-hmm. He played his role, but now he wants to take that next level, you know, and develop his game. But they bring in guys, you know, like uh, vets like Wayne Ellington. They went and got like Kendrick Nunn. You know, Trevor Reza. You know, Trevor Reza, a veteran coming back. Dwight Howard. Yeah. Um, I they mentioned keep, Wayne. Uh, I mentioned, you mentioned Wayne, uh, yeah. Wayne Ellington, who's a good shooter. I really like Wayne Ellington, honestly. I think he yeah. can provide, you know, that catch and shoot um yeah, for uh the lakers team but it definitely it i think we both agree here Fuad, that it definitely falls on to unfortunately yeah. um the the coach here Absolutely. Um, do you think they hang like how bad does it have to get now I, and I also i don't think we both think it's gonna get that bad hopefully i don't not. think so but it yeah. would be entertaining for the nba and everyone talking about it oh my god yeah. they have all this star power and the lakers can't win and they're below 500 and they yeah. need to fire this guy and they need to trade that guy how bad does it have to get for them to you know make a move or um or uh, what's it called fire uh, their coach and they also resigned taylor horton tucker right who's that's a right yeah. free agent yeah. um uh, can Ken Bees more Malik Monk was the other guy. Was that's right. About. That's right. Yeah. So a couple of shooters and whatnot, but I don't know. We'll see. That's that's yeah yeah. They they've made additions. That's where the jokes are coming from, right? Because most of the additions are older veteran guys. So uh, outside aside from Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, it's been Dwight Howard, Wayne Ellington, Trevor Reza, you know, older guys like that. But how bad does it have to get? I mm-hmm. that you know. I, <sighs> You hope that it's not a rushed, rushed decision that's made when it comes to Frank Vogel, where it's like they're nine and ten in November, and they're like, "All right, we gotta 
do something. I you hope that that's not what they do. Just like the Miami Heat, they didn't make a rush decision on Eric Spolstra that first year, where I believe also, Pat the, Riley was there, and I don't think he would have let that yeah, happen. He's but... not going to let that happen. Yeah, the rumors were that LeBron did want that to happen, right? But mm-hmm. you would hope that lessons are learned, that changes are made, and there's no rush decision made on Frank Vogel. But if you're going into that December 25th game against the Brooklyn Nets and you're outside of the playoff race, and then you lose that game. I think get that's smacked the, up yeah, the wall. You, exactly. You get blown out yeah, and, and the you're Nets fully are healthy. Doing great. Yeah, fully healthy. The Nets are at the top of the East. You get blown out there by 20, 30 points. That may be where that decision is made, is where, you know, you know, you get that horrible Christmas news if you're the Vogel family that you're out of a job. Okay, then the question arises. Who takes over? Who takes over? <laughs> Who are the assistants there right now? That's a good Jason question. Kidd is they out. lost it. They lost Jason Kidd and yeah. uh, uh, Lionel Hollins? Hollins. No, he has gone. He's, right, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. So I'll have to actually. I don't know who who's the main assistant for uh, um, the uh, the staff. I don't know if they've mentioned everyone. If they've made some other um, changes, we obviously know um, that. Uh, Vogel is the head coach still, and he's on an extension. Yeah. And Jason Kidd and Lionel Holland are gone. I, I really don't know who else is. Uh, That'll else be is interesting the, to 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 find I mean? out that when when you know to to even know who's going to be the successor. <laughs> let's even, let's find that out as we as we continue the conversation yeah. there. Because oh well, Phil Phil Handy Phil Handy Phil Handy is, is, is he, so he's an assistant. Okay, he's I thought he was like a, a trainer. Mile, no, wow. he's an assistant. A Miles Simon. Um, is another one. These are all guys, and like there's no, there's some video coordinators and player development guys after, but yeah, no, Phil Handy is the Phil uh, Handy. That would be pretty, the pretty next cool. guy. He would be the one that uh, would yeah. definitely uh, take over because he's a very respected um, trainer in the league who was with Miami yeah, during their big, big years. He was with the Toronto Raptors, the Raptors when they won. The when they won. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously Cleveland now, as well. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland is when they won. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. he has a relationship with, um, uh, LeBron James for sure. Yeah. So he would be the one, uh, the next one up. That'd be pretty cool, man. Now I want that to happen. <laughs> I would love, <laughs> I would love Phil Handy to get that opportunity, man, because <laughs> I think he would do great. Flood wishing on someone's downfall. <laughs> hey man, Vogel's got enough. He, he's probably still earning, you know, interest and dividends on his on his Pacers coaching income that he made there. So he, his family's fine. He's fine moving forward. Give Phil Handy that opportunity, man. That would be super. Yeah. Cool so that would be that would be. I, I imagine because you can't just. It's it's rare we see a midseason hire. We saw it last year. Was it last year with uh, Minnesota? And, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's where so you had it, the it, whole. It's rare. Usually, you just have an interim, uh, yeah. like an assistant, and you see how he does. Alan Late McMillan, who took over from Lloyd Pierce, yeah. and then now actually is the coach of yeah. Atlanta because he he brought them all the way to the East Finals. What a run yeah. that was! Anyway, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I well, think we'll go. You have another what if? Do yeah. You go to well, the last what if one? similarly with the Lakers? You're we're talking about the uh, the Raptors too. We can quickly say yes. what if the similar situation there because we're going into the season with a lot of positive and happy, joyful talk. The Raptors are back in Toronto for the first time in about like 600 days. You have Masai yeah, Jerry who years. signed um, mm-hmm. a long uh, long term extension with the Raptors. He's now what the vice president or vice, vice chairman? Vice chairman. He's vice still chairman. president That's of right. the team, like basketball operations decisions. That's right. Now vice chairman. Yeah. Of the organization, of the organization, uh, big like time. close, yeah, to maybe even having some stake into the team. We don't know, yeah. Uh, but vice chairman is obviously a huge, a huge um, 
role. So I yeah. think he'll obviously have a lot of, you know, uh, this more decisions, maybe even on the business side to yeah. help grow the Raptors globally exactly. and not just like making decisions on the basketball court, you know, personnel, coaching staff, whatever. Yeah. He'll now have, uh, I think, on his plate to make decisions in terms of how to help the Raptors grow as, uh, as an organization outside of Toronto, outside of Canada, yeah. um, as a vice chairman. I think, I mean, that's what I would think that would mean. Anyways. Yeah, oh, for sure. And yeah, that's huge. He signed, he, he's there last year, Nick Nurse signs a multi-year deal. Yeah. Um, they go out and get the fourth overall pick. They pick up Scotty Barnes. He had a good summer league. Yep. They have, you know, they're going back to Toronto. Yeah. Um, Van Vliet, Siakam, all the all the rumors. OG. You had all the yeah. rumors of oh, they they're looking to trade Siakam, all this stuff. But the team comes out. Bobby Webster comes out. Masai Ujiri come out and say they're not. Siakam is not on the trade block. They're not looking to trade him. You have rumors of uh, Siakam saying he wants to be in Toronto. So you have all the the lovey-dovey kind of like we're going into the season excited. You know, we're back in Toronto. Things are going to be different. What if they go into the season and things are not different and they start off horribly and, you know, record-wise, they don't look good and they're outside of the playoff race and you're looking at the situation like, okay, this is no longer... You know, the team, definitely not the team that they had a championship with in 2019. And then no longer the team that post-championship was motivated and going out and winning game after game, uh, looking to continue to compete and potentially, you know, get lucky and get as far as they can in a postseason run. What if that's not no longer that team and you're looking at a rebuilding situation? What happens there? Who who becomes a scapegoat there? Yeah, I see. We, um, in this situation, I don't think it becomes the head coach. Yeah, no, because uh, I don't think be, they right? get rid of Nick Nurse, um, and obviously it's not like you don't fire your your you know your GM or your president. We just mentioned Masai signing a new deal. Um, I don't think Bobby Webster's job is in you know jeopardy. The team is doing well; like they've done yeah. well over the last decade exactly. in terms of winning, in terms of getting to the playoffs, and ultimately winning a championship. So in this case, I think it's a trade, and I think in terms of. Uh, opposed the the Lakers and Westbrook like that's not someone that people want to go for maybe Anthony Davis is a guy that people would want to trade for but he signed an extension and I don't think the Lakers would want to get Lakers rid of, would not uh, yeah, would him because he's him, young yeah. um, and obviously such a bright spot uh, in in the league right uh, so here in this case it would be a player and who mm-hmm. would it be would it be Siakam would it be Van Vliet OG like there's a lot of things you can do and then kind of take a reset and rebuild mm-hmm. uh, approach uh, with uh, with this team. Uh, let's hope it doesn't come down to that. Uh, I think Siakam yeah. bounce back. I, honestly, it's not, not even, it's crazy that I'm saying There's Siakam no bouncing back. back, that's right. Yeah, 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 he had a good year. He that's actually right. yeah, had yeah. a good season. If you compare yeah. it to the year before, like his All-NBA second team season, like his points maybe were down one or two points a game, but everything else was better. That's like, right. Yeah. I think he averaged more rebounds and assists, and like everything was actually like better. Mm-hmm. And I'm always gonna remember one of the last games um, of the season against the Lakers in LA. Uh, I was playing against him in fantasy, and he killed me on that Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. I lost because of Siakam. Yeah, <laughs> I love the guy though. No, he's, um, he's he has not been. In, mm-hmm. He's not the. He's not the. Um, kind of the 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 makeup of what 
the hatred towards him is. He is not that, right? He is all the hate he gets from, especially Raptors fans, because watching him, you have all the jokes about him spinning around. He's like a tornado out there on the court. Like all he does, all he has it is works. that spin move. And it, works. It, and it, yeah, exactly. It does work. Number wise, he's putting up the numbers. You know, he's putting up the numbers that he should be putting up. You expect improvement year after year. So hopefully coming into the season, there will be an improvement. But even if that's the case and the Raptors as a team aren't doing well, even if Siakam himself is doing well, he is your biggest asset there, right? The team is doing play, doing poorly record-wise, but your star player in Pascal Siakam, who he is going to be that guy, is playing super well. That's the asset you got to use to go get future assets out of a guy like Siakam. And that's what it likely will end up being. Right? It, it, it depends. I, I hope not. I hope the, the, the Raptors have... Um a good year and try to you know compete for a playoff spot not a plan but like a playoff spot and then see what happens and then the biggest thing and now that he's locked up is Masai Ujiri right yeah so he's the as long as he's there and running the show in Toronto I'm not worried oh for what sure this team does what uh, what happens look what he's done he's drafted extremely well since he's been there mm-hmm. uh, the one little hiccup is Bruno Caboclo but <laughs> he went and got him at like 20th, 20 something in yeah. the first round. So it doesn't really matter. It's not like he went and drafted him like third overall, right? He was trying to get another Giannis, right? He missed out on Giannis on Giannis's drafters. So he's but trying Bruno, to get I think, was, was Bruno, Bruno was before Giannis. Oh, was he before Giannis? Oh, I thought it was. I'm asking. I, I, I'm, I don't not, know. I'm not even sure. I, now I'm, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> Bruno, Caboclo, uh, right? I'm going to. Might have been before Giannis. Because uh, when, when was Giannis? <laughs> Giannis was what, like 2013 or something? Uh, no, he was, uh, so Bruno Caboclo was 2014. Right. He was drafted in the 2014 draft first, 20th overall, as I mentioned. Yeah. And uh, Giannis was drafted in 2013. So one That's year right. before. They, and Masai yeah. was trying to, to get him. And also Giannis just bought a stake in the Milwaukee Brewers. The he did, team, yeah. So. Congratulations to Giannis. Yeah. Well, that was big time. But yeah, I know Giannis was drafted in 2013. Masai was trying to get Giannis because he saw the potential in him. Missed out on Giannis the year after he goes after a guy that's very similar to Giannis and build in terms and build of yeah, length and all that. He thinks he's getting that in there. So that I to me, that's a good risk to take, man. Because if you end up getting a guy like Giannis out of Bruno Cabolo, then great. But you know, yeah, you can say that's the one hiccup. When he, when we're talking about decision making, no one makes better decisions than Masai Ujiri. And he's made incredible decisions throughout his career. And that's why where he is where he is. So yeah, he's not going to make a wrong decision when it comes to this roster and when it comes to Pascal Siakam. He's not going to trade him if he's not getting a yeah. good deal. So yeah, he's going to ask for the multiple picks, yeah. uh, you know, a young star player. Yeah. Um, or a young all-star, something like that. He won't trade him for anything. Like he's gonna now, get a lot for him. Now, with that. You can also ask, what if they start the season very with a, a big surprise and they're going into December, January, February at the top of the Eastern Conference and they're looking like a competitive team in the Eastern Conference? What if that happens? What decision do they make to go? Do they go after, let's say, the Portland Trailblazers outside of the playoffs? And Damian Lillard is still upset because the Trailblazers haven't added anything in this offseason. He's gotten no help from the organization. He asked them to be better. They have not been better. Do they try and do something there and, and make a trade or whoever else is available? But at that, that point? but to get a guy like Dame, it's gonna also you know you're gonna have to send back like a at least a Van Vliet or a Siakam or an OG or a combination of something or a Barnes. I know you'll obviously want to throw into like 
you know, a flan or other young piece mm-hmm. to try to persuade them. I don't know what you'll be able to send um, to Portland because the, the price is going to be high. But the longer that actually Blazers hold on to Dame, I think the lower the price, the gets, price will yeah, get. I think exactly. the, the price gets cheaper, right? Exactly. Because he less years on less years on his deal. He's not going to sign an extension. And he said it blatantly straight up himself. Um, a coaching change is not going to make our team better. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. That's, that's is, this is not what it, we, we don't need a coaching change. We need to improve our roster. Yeah. <laughs> and they haven't done anything, man. They've they hired Chauncey Billups and that's it. They let yeah. go of Zach Collins. They didn't make him a receiver free agent. I think he went on and signed with the Spurs or something. Yeah. Um, Maybe added like Ben Backlamore, Tony Snell, and that's basically Cody Zeller, wow. I think. Like, wow, I that, that's championship. Like, is that yeah, right? Like, is wow. that is that what you household names, bro? Think is enough? Like, that's that's kind of embarrassing. So, for Portland, you don't really, you know, if Damian Lillard comes out and he does what he's been doing his entire career, then yes, maybe they get the sixth seed again, fifth seed or something like that again, and. They're out in the first round, second round, something like that. Maybe that happens, but that's you know, he, you're you're not keeping him happy. So he is he gonna want to stay? Like eventually, he's gonna have to. As loyal as he is, as you know, a good of a a, a person and a and a citizen, he wants to be. Nah, man, like he wants that. to like, still compete exactly, for the title. Exactly, you can't hate on him. He's been there. He's for been sure. there. It's all to Portland. It's time on the. It's time for the organization to make those moves and, and get him guys who can you know, get over the hump. And he was, I think, yes, he won Olympic gold, but I'm sure he was very disappointed with um, the way um, they lost to Denver because he's yeah. like, this was an undermanned team and we couldn't that's even right. beat them in the first round. So that's another what if. for yeah, this I'd even want to ask that because that's an obvious yeah. what if. <laughs> yeah, that's didn't an add one. anything. If but, they don't um, play well, Damian Litter demands it. Well, maybe not demand. He's going to say, man, just trade me. You know, he's not going to He's gonna say, this is he it. Has like, to. I, I, I think I'm, he I'm deserves out. to. He deserves yeah. that. He absolutely um, deserves it. Last what if. Uh, last what if, we'll yeah. Stay, we, yeah, we'll stay in the Western Conference. Quickly, right. And that's similar um, similar to Damian Lillard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Luka Dantich. Um, I've said it many times on this show where they didn't really take advantage of him being on his rookie contract. He enters his last year of his rookie deal this season yeah. where you're making, you're playing way above your salary. Obviously we've seen the last two years, he's an all-star, the last two years, all NBA first team. Yeah. Okay. Um, Luka Dantic, they should have added way more talent um, next to him to try to compete the last two years. He loses to the Clippers in the first round. The bubble year in six, last year in seven, where they won all the road games, yeah. minus game seven. And uh, so, and there was like rumors before he signed this big extension that long term, he doesn't even want to stay in Dallas just because of what's going on now. And I think it was more, maybe more of the, the coaching, who knows, they bring, in, mm-hmm. they bring in Jason Kidd now, Rick Carlisle is gone. Uh, Jamal Mosley, who is he a big fan of, is mm-hmm. the head coach in Orlando. So, uh, that was another thing, but he signs the contract extension. No one's going to, you have $205 million in front of you. You're not going to say no, obviously. Yeah. Um, so he signs that extension, but what if, what if they have another subpar year for yeah. what if they finished in the play in tournament this time or finish sixth again or fifth or whatever, and they get bounced in the first round and Porzingis again is a, is a no show because they have Porzingis. They re-signed Tim Hardaway jr. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's another guy they have. 
Dwight Powell is back. Uh, they have obviously, uh, they went out and added um, Reggie Bullock. Okay. Uh, they have all these other guys that were on the team already. Kleber, Kali Stein, Finney Smith, who I think is really good on the defensive end. They re-signed Marjanovic, Trey Berg. They added Sterling Brown, like Jalen Brunson. They go out and get that young center who got traded from OKC in the Kemba trade to Boston and Boston sends him to Dallas. Moses mm-hmm. Brown, who, you know, who showed some potential. He, I think he had like a 2020 game last year at yep. 1.4 uh, OKC, but there's a lot of big men on that team. So we don't know how many minutes he's going to get, but this team also doesn't scream like championship contender. Definitely team. not. No, but because of how good Dantich is, they'll for sure at least get into the plane or even, get into the postseason without getting to the play. And that's how good Luka Dantich is. Absolutely. But this also reminds me of the early years um, LeBron had in Cleveland, where they weren't really mm-hmm. surrounding him with any kind of talent. Although the NBA was kind of different back then, you didn't really like team up too many guys together and stuff. Right. But it's like, you have to take advantage. You have this young superstar in Dantich and you're not, you're not taking advantage. And next yeah. year, his contract extension you know kicks in and he, he starts making over 35 million a year and then exactly. you have maybe less money to play with to go and go um guys so what if they don't want to make the playoffs or play in team or get bounced in the in the first round yeah or even what, yeah like well like you've, you've been if? saying what if they haven't done enough during luka Doncic's rookie contract because financially this is you know you have a limit to how much you can pay uh players that you're adding to your roster Right. So you have you have the you have that limit. Right. There's a maximum uh, amount you can be paying per year in total contracts to every player that you have on the team. These first four years of Luka Doncic's career during his rookie deal is you're getting him at the biggest discount you can possibly get in a guy like this. You see immediately what he what he is. He's an all time generational player at this point. He's he's of course going to be. With with what we're looking at right now, we're going to be one of the greatest players that we ever get to watch. You have four years where you're paying him nothing when it comes to the talent that he that he is, the what he is producing, what he's giving you on the basketball court, night in night out, every single game. You're getting him at an insane discount. You go out there and you offer whatever you can to whatever players are out there, the biggest free agents possible. Obviously, it's, it's easier said than done. You know, they they're not going to be able to go to a LeBron James. And then Davis Kawhi Leonard. They've they've tried, right? They've tried with Kawhi Leonard. The rumors were there. They've tried getting Kawhi Leonard. They've tried getting whatever players. And it's easier said than done. But that you that's your job, you know. When you're when you're in that position in in a you know an NBA franchise where you're supposed to be finding and signing free agents, that's your job is to figure out a way to do that. If you're not doing that, why would Doncic feel like he should be doing a better job in any way like that that makes no sense to me and I think it's it's been nice to hear that from a guy like Damian Lillard where it's like he has clearly done his job his entire career and done it to the best of his abilities but the other people in that organization who also have a job to improve year in year out and do do their jobs at the best of their abilities have not done so and it's 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 the people who are responsible for adding talent around a guy like Damian Lillard same thing with Luka Doncic the people who are responsible for adding talent around Luka Doncic, especially as he's on a rookie contract where he's making pennies in comparison to what he's producing Mm -hmm. on the basketball court. You're not doing your job in filling that money on a limit that you have on the, on the, you know, paychecks that you can give. You're not doing your job. Now he's going into making 35 to $40 million a year 
that Next amount year. that yeah. you have decreases significantly around your biggest asset on the team. So what have you done? Why would Luka Doncic want to stay when what you've added is Reggie Bullock? <laughs> you know? Like, no are disrespect. You yeah. <laughs> no disrespect. No Reggie Bullock, but he's not uh, a second yeah, he's superstar. He's a shooter, but, but exactly. And Porzingis, we don't know what he's going to do. Last year, yeah, sure, he was coming off an injury and whatnot. But even in the postseason, it was kind of like a ghost. And then he made some comments in the offseason, like I was just playing my role and how I was used. Now we'll see the schemes under Jason Kidd and what he can do with these two guys. And if Porzingis plays to the potential that he did pre-injury in that season, that one great season, well, actually he was, you know, trending upwards with the Knicks before he yeah. got moved um, and then gets hurt. And then if he plays to his potential, like let's say he's a 2010 guy and gets you two, three blocks a game because we know Porzingis gets blocks he's always mm-hmm. at the top of the leaderboard and block shots and that helps obviously defensively a uh, big time because that can ignite the transition especially with a guy like Luca who can lead sure. the transition uh, and a fast break either to get to the rim himself or find someone with his passing skills um, coming down the other way but man it's that's a big what if because you know Luca Dantich is going to be a lot of suitors and I'm sure no one is going to hesitate to throw in every, you know three four every first dollar. round picks and whatnot yeah, and then sure. when you get him we have Dantich we have money let's go out and sign some players that's right. um, and get him and I mentioned this um, a couple of weeks ago maybe longer than that is um, the guy that I want to see Dantich play with, mm. uh, what's it called? I wanted to see him play. What? What? There was two guys. I mentioned Tatum. And Jason the, Tatum specifically. Yeah, man. and then another one was uh, Dame. Right, Damian Lillard, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then so right, right now, like both those situations are kind of, you know, who knows what's going to happen in Boston? They they've changed things up drastically with you know Danny Ainge leaving, Brad Stevens taking over uh, Danny Ainge's job, and them hiring Ime Aduka as the new head coach there. So. Some mm-hmm. question marks there. We don't know what's going to happen in Boston, what that team we is going know. to look like. No. Um, and now Brad Stevens, the, the GM, and like yeah. he was the coach, and he's made some moves. And yeah. it's just going to be an interesting and crazy so that, that, uh, NBA that's, season. That's, yeah, so no, these are be, our what-ifs. Yeah, no, that would be an interesting conversation for sure. And like I just want to say with Chris Asper, man, he had every opportunity last season to do the things that you said he could do, that he has yeah. done in New York. For sure. He's, he's been, he, he hasn't been injured i don't think you can say last last year in the playoffs i don't think you can say he was injured no he wasn't hurt in the postseason he was just like a a ghost he was a ghost but what his excuse was is that he was put in the positions by the coach he was told to stand in the corner by the coach and that's what he did if if you you know go talk to the coach go go have a conversation go do something that if you think that if you do something else it'll be better go and do that and make sure that it actually is better so you can go to the coach and say hey look i did this and this worked out better than what you were telling me to do maybe we should do this if the coach is still saying no i want you to do what isn't working as well then then you can go and complain but it doesn't seem like you've done anything to make any changes for improvement so why are you complaining go out and do what we've seen you do so hopefully mm-hmm. that comes next season with jason kidd and he's able to be more communicative and 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 kind of make suggestions and say hey look this is what i'm good at allow me to do this right uh, and we'll see that's like- a big that's a that's a big deal for for uh porzingis and, and the mass move forward so we'll see those are what ifs for this upcoming nba season we wanted to take a different look at the uh, what if situation, usually people talk about what ifs in the past. We wanted to kind of kind of predict some um, what ifs for this season and what would happen. So let us know what you think. If you have any other interesting what ifs, maybe we can vid- visit them uh, in the next couple of weeks. So uh, make sure to tweet at us 
at the three in the key and follow us there like us on facebook at three in the key follow on instagram at the three in the key subscribe on itunes google play spotify and check out the website the number three in the key dot ca for fuadahan i'm elias Lazane. peace old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.